Thanks, everybody. Good morning. It's nice to be with you guys. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, we'll get going in just a minute, but Claire and Mike, just come and we're going to just want to prophesy over a couple of people. Um, if you're not used to this, this is where God, we're just asking God what he wants to say to people to encourage them, basically. This is to strengthen you and encourage you and bless you. And so, um, you want to go? Sure. Um, see, this lady here, I, sorry, I don't know your name, but um, I just felt like God wanted to um, remind you of his lavishness over you. Um, I felt like he said, you're not, um, I don't just have scraps that fall from the table for you. I have a feast for you. And I think um, that that's, I think it's something that's both in the natural and in the spiritual as well, I think, in terms of his provision in the natural for you like financially um but also what he has for you spiritually that just that you're not at the back of the queue and that he wants to take you um on a journey from that mindset of like the kind of beggar mindset to actually know i'm i'm royalty i'm a princess i'm provided for by a lavish father <laughs> uh, i had one for dom is there someone called dom Ah, we met yesterday, actually, didn't we? Um, yesterday, I that sign, uh, freedom. I didn't read that as freedom all day. I couldn't. <laughs> God, God just had that as freedom. Okay, um, and I just, I just really feel that's that's for you. Um, I felt about Galatians five thirteen, which says you've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. Don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. And I just saw him. I saw kingdom as well. I saw him putting a crown on your head. Uh, and you are, that crown, you are worthy. You are clothed in royalty. And he wants to restore you in that way. And I just, I was also reminded, and maybe a bit of peace. Um, I don't know if you've seen The Hobbit. <laughs> At the start of The Hobbit, um, Bilbo's getting asked to go on a mission to a really scary place with a dragon in the mountain and all that and all the journey. Uh, and he's sort of, no, this is my safe place, I'm not going to go. And he wakes up in the morning and all the, everyone else goes off on the journey. And then he ha has this moment of revelation. He's like, I'm meant to be here for an adventure. I could stay safe, but there's a decision that he could make to go on that adventure. And I just feel that God's calling you on an adventure and you've had this season of... You've had this season of um, waiting and preparation and uh, God restoring you. But now, now is your time to say, I want to go on an adventure and partner with you. And he's got an amazing adventure in store with you. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep receiving, Dom, if God's doing stuff. Um, what time is the finish of this meeting? You said 12, 12, 15. I mean, that's, I mean, that's helpful. Which is it? <laughs> Between 12 and 12, 15. 12, okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll do my best. No. Thank you. That's what I need. Okay. We need to get the children at 12, 15. That's when we will be free to do that then. Okay. Well, guys, I want to um, just share a little bit this morning about the Holy Spirit and... Um, uh, I, I really love God's presence. I really love the Holy Spirit. We've got such a beautiful sense of God's presence with us this morning. And I remember the first time I ever personally experienced and encountered God's presence. Um, I was brought up actually going to a Baptist church where we never talked about the Holy Spirit. Um, we never talked about healing. We, I never experienced prophecy. 
uh, we never talked about the Holy Spirit. And as a young person, I went around visiting different churches in this youth group, and I used to see snippets of the Holy Spirit at work, uh, but it completely freaked me out. So I used to go to these meetings, and I'd see people shake and fall over and laugh and cry, and I'd be like sitting there thinking, what the heck is going on? This, I've never experienced this before, and I was completely freaked out by it because I didn't understand who the Holy Spirit was and what he's doing and what he loves to do in our lives. And Then I went to Bedford when I was a, um, a, a, went to university to train as a teacher. And in my, in my first year of university, I did an Alpha course. And how many of you have done Alpha? Yeah, so it was so helpful for me. Because we had this particular evening where I experienced healing for the first time and prophetic. We had a team come in and prophesy over us. It was just completely mind-blowing. I was like, gosh, God, you really are real. And then we had the Holy Spirit weekend away. And we went away for this weekend. And we learned all about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does he do? And the last session was going to be, how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? And I knew this session was coming up. And I was really petrified because I thought, what is the Holy Spirit going to do to me? Basically, I was hungry for more of God, but I didn't want the weird stuff. Can anyone relate to that? I was hungry for more, but I didn't want all that stuff. And I used to say, Holy Spirit, you can come and do this and that, but please don't make me do that. And I knew there was going to be this opportunity to stand up and receive from the Holy Spirit for the first time. And honestly, I was nervous. But I'd seen something in the people leading the Alpha course that I didn't have. That's really what, what changed it for me. They, they had a life and a joy and they were alive behind their eyes in a way that I was not. Something was missing in my life. And so when the time, time came to receive the Holy Spirit, I tentatively stood, put my hands out and I had people pray for me. And it was a beautiful moment. It was actually very peaceful. Uh, if you'd been watching me, you would have thought nothing much was happening. But inside, I felt God for the first time. And uh, I remember crying. I felt like t pins and needles in my arms. And I just stood there for ages and ages because I didn't want it to end. It was amazing. For the first time, I thought, gosh, God, you're really real and you want to be with me. It was amazing. And since that moment, I have met with the Holy Spirit in many, many different ways. Um... I used to put limits on him for a little bit longer because I still didn't want to do the weird stuff. Weird stuff. It's not actually weird if God's doing it. But anyway, but really I've just become more and more hungry for God's presence. And when the Holy Spirit comes and I sense his presence, I feel most at home. don't know if you can relate to that. Um, it makes sense really, isn't it? Because we're made to be with him. And we're made for intimacy with him. And so I've experienced the Holy Spirit in many different ways. And I absolutely love his presence. I absolutely love his presence. And uh, every time I've encountered the Holy Spirit, I've been changed by him. And I, um, I just want to talk about his presence for a bit because I'm, I'm super passionate about us as believers and us as the church being full of the presence of God. I really think we should, when we gather together, but also in our own lives, be very hungry for God's presence and to be with him and to know him close. And so I want to share a little bit about this from Moses. We're going to look at Exodus 33. And I'm uh, just very aware of God's presence here as I'm speaking. <laughs> and we're going, to, we're going to dot around a bit, 
But just to give you the context, um, Moses had led the people of Israel out of slavery in Egypt across the Red Sea. You know that story? They got taken out of slavery across the Red Sea and they were going towards the promised land. God had promised them this land flowing with milk and honey. But on the way, they rebelled majorly against God. And so God took some time to be with Moses and said to him, Moses, because of the rebellion, rebelliousness of the people, I'm still going to send you into the promised land. I'm still going to deliver you from your enemies, but I'm not going to come with you anymore. I'm going to send an angel. Remember that story? And this is what it says, Exodus 33, verses 2 to 3. God says this, I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to this land that flows with milk and honey, but I will not travel among you, for you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. Now, I don't know about you, but I might have been tempted to say yes to the angel. You know, what God is saying here is, you're still going to inherit the promised land. I'm going to deal with your enemies, and I'm going to send an angel. That's a pretty good deal. If God said to you, I will deliver you from all your enemies, you will inherit every promise I've spoken over your life, and I will send an angel. I wonder if we'd be tempted to say yes to that. But Moses was not tempted to say yes to that. What you see flow out of Moses' heart is a hunger for God's presence to go with them. For Moses, the prize wasn't his enemies being defeated, wasn't even the promised land. For Moses, the prize was God himself. That's what he was longing for. That's who he was longing for, God himself. And so Moses seeks God and he speaks to him and it urges him to reconsider and amazingly, God relents and says to Moses, okay, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. I will personally go with you and I will give you rest. And you, again, you might think that's enough. Okay, Moses has got what he's longing for. God is going to go with him. But you just see this hunger flow out of Moses' heart again. And in Exodus 33, verses 15 and 16, Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, Don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. Isn't that amazing? God says, I'm going to come with you. And Moses says, if you don't, we ain't going anywhere. Why? Because it's your presence with us that sets us apart from everyone else on the planet. I don't know about you, but I long for that to be true of the church, of my life. That when people meet, with, when people meet me, they realise something's different about me. And the thing they realise that's different about me is not that I'm just, just that I'm kind, but that God's presence is in me and dwelling with me. They sense something different. I'm longing for the church that when people rock up on a Sunday, they realize there's something different and the difference is God is here. Don't you long for that? You know, if if you just like to sing and God isn't in the midst of our worship, we might as well just join a choir. Honestly. 
the thing that is meant to set us as the people of God apart from every other person on the planet is the presence of God. And that's what I long for. And I, I want to encourage us to be hungry for that, to not settle for going through the motions of church. I get to travel around quite a bit, which I absolutely love. It's such a privilege because I get to see all the beautiful things God is doing all over the place. It's amazing. So encouraging. We're in a great season. But what I will say is that church can be very predictable. I could rock up in most churches and tell you what's going to happen. Welcome. Worship. Announcements. Preach. Prayer. <laughs> it's pretty similar wherever I go. None of those things are wrong. None, all of them are great. But I think sometimes if we don't have to mess with the plan because God's come, we've got a problem. <laughs> what sets us apart is the presence of God. And, uh, and so God says to Moses again after he says, if you don't come, we're not going anywhere. God says, he repeats, my presence will go with you. And again, we could consider Moses thinking, okay, great. He really is going to come. But we see this hunger coming out of his heart again. Because then he says to God, now show me your glory. <laughs> I just think it's amazing. He's so cheeky, Moses. He's asked God twice. God said, I will come, I will come. And then he says, now God, show me your glory. And he gets to encounter the goodness of God in a beautiful way. Moses is such a provocation to me. Because he is hungry for God. Not because of what God can do for him, not because of what he's going to see God do, not because of the promises, not because of seeing enemies driven out. Moses is hungry for God because he loves God. <laughs> he's hungry for God's presence because he loves God. He wants God's presence because he loves God. How about you? Are you hungry for God's presence because you love God? Because you want to be with him, because you want to know him close, you want to feel his presence. Moses is such a provocation. And what we see of Moses actually, it points to Jesus. Moses is a foretaste of what's to come in Jesus. Moses led the nation of Israel out of slavery to the Egyptians, through the Red Sea, into freedom. And it points to Jesus, who came to set people free to bring them out of slavery to sin into freedom through his body on the cross. Moses actually pro prophesies about Jesus and what he's going to do. And if you're here this morning, you don't yet know Jesus. I'm so glad you're here because Jesus really wants to meet with you and reveal his love to you this morning. He, he's got freedom for you. And Moses teaches us what it looks like to prioritize God's presence and then Jesus reinforces the importance of the Holy Spirit when he's doing ministry. Because just before he goes back to heaven, he's been with his disciples, he's trained them, he's given them the bat, and he says, now it's your job. Just before he goes up to heaven, goes to back to the Father in Acts chapter 1, he says this, don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So in Moses, we see this cry of, don't send us anywhere unless you come. And Jesus takes it a bit further and says, guys, don't go anywhere unless you're filled with the Spirit. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything unless you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus actually said, it's better that I go away 
so that you can receive the promised Holy Spirit. Can you imagine how the disciples felt about that? Hanging out with Jesus for three years and he's saying to them, it's better, guys, actually it's better that I go because there's something even better coming. Is that how we see the Holy Spirit? And a few verses later in Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus says to his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Now, when I read that and when I read some of uh, the New Testament, I often wonder, have I actually been baptised in the Holy Spirit? (laughs) Has anyone ever had that thought? Look, let me just give you one example. Uh, Philip, okay? Acts chapter 8. The the believers have now been scattered because of persecution. And this is what happens with Philip just after he's been scattered because there are people looking to kill Christians. It says this in verse 4. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralysed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. When I read that, I think, hang on a minute, do I know the Holy Spirit? I mean, Jesus said, you'll receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you. They received the Holy Spirit, they received power, and then you see evidence of it. And it says, everybody listen to Philip. Why? Well, because lots of paralysed people got healed. You'd think people would listen, wouldn't you? If you went out into the, into the city, started healing all these people and then preaching the gospel, I think people, you would probably have a crowd. So I read this and I think, oh gosh, where's the power? Anyone ever think that? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I think what we've got to do is prioritise his presence and get hungry for his presence. I think often we are satisfied with much too little with the scraps under the table, rather than saying, God, I don't know how this works, but you said I will receive power when you come upon me, and I don't feel like I'm seeing loads of power, so would you do what you need to do to help me see more power? I've got to get hungry for his presence, and I think on, in Sundays when we gather together as believers, we've got to see the power of God at work, because if we don't experience the power of God when we gather together, we won't know what we carry out into the world. I think we're trying to get people to believe they carry power, but they never experience it on a Sunday. You know, the thing that really convinces you you carry power is when you experience the power of God. <laughs> I remember doing a, a, an event for people in their 20s, and we were just meeting with God, and God really came powerfully on this particular couple. The husband had never really met with God powerfully before. He started laughing hysterically. It was very funny. As God met with him, there's joy. Often when God comes, we experience joy because there's in his presence is fullness of joy. And his wife fell on her knees and started to cry. It's very powerful. They went back home to their home church and one of their friends had just had a baby and the baby was really sick. As they called a church prayer meeting and they prayed for this baby to be healed. A friend of mine who knows both of them got in touch with me afterwards and she said, I've never seen them pray with so much faith. That something is different. They were were praying like they really believed God could do something. What what had happened? They'd met the God of power. (laughs) 
And so they suddenly, oh my gosh, he's really powerful. We can expect him to do amazing things. We've got to see more of God's power when we gather together. We've got to be hungry for his presence. We've got to prioritize his presence. Because the world is desperate. The world is desperate. And God is the answer. But he chooses to use us, which I find amazing. So I want to encourage us to be hungry for God's presence and prioritize his presence in your own life. Create space for him to come and fill you. Ask the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is ask. That's what it says in, in the word. How do we get filled with the Spirit? We ask him. Holy Spirit, would you fill me? Sometimes before I go to bed, I just say, Holy Spirit, would you fill me while I'm sleeping? Fill me up. The other thing that's super helpful is uh, praying in tongues. If you've got the gift of tongues, don't really understand it, but something about praying in tongues that really stirs something in your spirit. If you don't have the gift of tongues, I want to encourage you to ask God for it. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift that he wants to give us. And when God comes, I'll finish with this and then we're going to pray. When we invite God to come, I'm going to pray in a minute and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and meet with us. And I'm going to ask him to put a hunger in our hearts for him. And I'm trusting that God's going to deposit something. When I did the Alpha course years ago when I was 18, what I think happened is God put a hunger in my heart for him that was supernatural that I've just never been able to shake. Sometimes it's annoying. Just wish I was satisfied with a little bit less. I just, I'm always wanting more. And I have to remember to thank God for what I do have because I'm like, I just want more, God. And I think God put something in my heart that was supernatural that I didn't ask for. But I want to pray for us this morning that God would put like a supernatural hunger. And it's not about trying really hard because you can't try hard to be filled with the Spirit. But it is about asking and keeping on asking. But when God comes and when we pray, just want to explain that when he comes it can look like a whole host of different things okay so mike can you go up that end and claire can you go down there there's like a spectrum of what it looks like when god comes and we'll experience some of these things in a minute i just want to help us um, receive all that god's got for us okay so sometimes when the holy spirit comes it's very peaceful the holy spirit comes like a dove Okay, we know when Jesus was baptized, the heaven tor- heavens were torn open and the Holy Spirit came like a dove. So sometimes you can't really tell what's going on, but something very deep is happening. It's gentle, it's quiet, it's internal, there's revelation. I tell you, when God comes like a dove and it's peaceful, it's so powerful. It's so wonderful. At the other end of the spectrum, sometimes when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes like fire and wind, like at Pentecost. And everyone's aware. It's noisy. It's loud, there's weeping, there's laughing, there's shaking. There's, it's just a bit... And, and there's everything in between. And I want to help us not to judge what God is doing with other people. Because what happens is, people at this end of the spectrum look down that end and think about those people. Oh, bless them. Oh, bless them. Jesus, please would you give them some of what I've got. They just need a bit of freedom. They're just a bit full of control. They just need to be knocked off their feet. God, please, would you get them? Please, God, get them. Meanwhile, these guys at this end are looking at those guys and thinking, oh, my goodness, them again. Too over the top. It's emotionalism. They're so noisy. Where's the leader? Can the leader just tell them to be quiet? I'm trying to have a beautiful time with God, and they are just messing it up. Anyone relate to any of this? 
The interesting thing is most of us are in the middle. We would consider ourselves more balanced. Yeah. We're, not, we're not at either extreme, right? Thank the Lord. But the trouble for us is we can judge both ends of the spectrum. Father, thank you so much that I'm not that uptight. Also, thank you so much that I'm not like a nutter like them. Thank you that I am just a lot more balanced in how I meet with you. Listen, we're laughing because we can relate to this. Thanks, guys. All I will say is this. When you judge people, what happens is it closes your heart off to what God wants to do in you. Judgment shuts your heart off. So we've got to repent of where we've judged people because otherwise we won't be able to receive all that God's got for us. And honestly, what I would say and what I'm trying to learn is I want everything. I want it all because it's all him. And in fact, if you only ever experience God like the dove, you need to pray for the fire because you need it all. And if you only ever experience God like fire, you need to pray for the dove because you need everything. And so I just want to encourage us to deal with some judgments we've perhaps made towards other people so that we can really experience and receive all that God's got for us. For our sake, because it does something in terms of our connection with God, but also for the sake of the world around us who need to meet with God. And they want to meet with him through us. So, let's, let's stand together. Thank you, Father. Just want to encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus. Just look, look to him. Look to him. And just, first of all, we're just going to take a moment to just do some praying over the next little while. So we're going to get used to lingering. First of all, if you're, if you're here this morning, you don't yet know Jesus. And you're, you've, you kind of stumbled in or you've been coming for a while and you haven't quite worked out where you're at. But you, you had a sense this morning that the Father is just drawing you. That you've heard stuff, you've seen stuff, and you think, gosh, yeah, I think I want to I wanna come to know Jesus like they do. And uh, if that's you this morning, you think, yeah, this is God's doing something. He's really drawing my heart this morning. I just want you to show me where you are. Just wave at me real quick, because I'd love to pray for you. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Just feel like this is, this is it. Uh, thank you. That's amazing. I'll, I'll, I will send a friend to pray for you at the end. Is that okay? But yeah, just receive from Jesus and we'd love to pray for you. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Yes. Thank you for the, the fact that you're drawing hearts, that you are moving in a beautiful way. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you for your presence. I just want us to take a moment before I start praying just to repent of any judgments we've made. If you've, if you've judged people before about how they're meeting with God, um, I just want to encourage you just to repent, ask Jesus to forgive you. Or even if you've said to God like I did, you can do this to me, but please don't ever make me do that. I just want to encourage you to repent, because ultimately behind that is pride. <laughs> ultimately behind that is pride. So, yeah, just take a moment and say, Father, I'm sorry for where I've judged people. I'm sorry for where I've put limits on you. I don't want to do that anymore, and I ask that you'd forgive me. 
because I just want you. Don't, I, don't, I don't mind what it looks like, what it sounds like. I just want you. Like Moses, we just want to cry out, God, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Just receive from him. You want to close your eyes, put your hands out in front of you. It's just as a way of showing I'm open. I want, I want what you've got, Father. Come, Holy Spirit. Whoa. We just want you, God. We just want you, God. More than anything, we want you. More than promises fulfilled. More than enemies driven out, we want you, God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh with your presence and with your power. Fill us afresh with your presence and with your power. Let your fire fall in this church. Let the fire of your presence fall on this church. God, I want to pray and prophesy that your presence would be the distinguishing feature in this church family. Your presence. Your manifest presence. Whoa. Come, Holy Spirit. More. More, Father. I want to encourage you just in your own heart to be asking God for more of him. You can't whip up God's presence, but you can ask. And he responds to hunger. So come, Holy Spirit. More. More. (sighs) Come, Holy Spirit. And I want you to be free to meet with God however he's meeting with you. If it's quiet, beautiful. If it's noisy, go for it. Don't hold back. The Father wants to come and meet with us however he wants to come. Come Come, Holy Spirit. It's nothing to be afraid of when when it's loud, when it's noisy. The Father knows what he's doing. He knows what you need. Increase your presence, God. Increase your presence, God. More of your presence. There's a lady up on up in the top with a white top on with glasses next to a guy with a cap. I don't know what your name is, but yeah. Just just put your hand on her. Yeah, just keep receiving. I can just see the presence of God baptizing you afresh in his beautiful presence. Just more of your presence for that for that lady, Father. Whoa, fill her. Fill her. There's something around your voice. I feel like the Father wants to speak about your voice. I actually see you singing and there being freedom coming as you sing. I don't know if you do sing. It might just be in your own time, but I just feel like there's something about your voice and you singing songs of deliverance. Whoa, more God, more Jesus. Just come and anoint her voice, Father, to sing songs of deliverance. I see you actually just really, really passionately belting out truth and belting out worship. And I feel like the Father wants to set you free to belt out worship. (laughs) Vicky, can you go pray? Just go lay hands on her. It's the lady at the top with the glasses. Just run up there and just give her what you've got. (laughs) More, God. Whoa, we just unlock your voice. We just pray for an unlocking of your voice. To belt out what's in your heart. More. <laughs> More, Jesus. Just keep receiving, guys. Just keep receiving. More, God. Just keep receiving more of your presence. Team, feel free to go around and pray if you want to. More. If you, if you, if you are also part of this church and you just feel like, I just want to go and lay hands on someone, that's, that's totally fine. We're just going to linger in the presence of God. 
Just more of your presence, God. Just more. Fill us with your presence. Fill us. Fill us. I could ask someone to play keys right now and it make a lovely atmosphere, but I just think there's something about us meeting with God without needing that. And it releases you just to receive more Holy Spirit. Whoa, more of your presence. More of your presence. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Increase. We pray for your power. We pray for your power. Come like fire in this place. Just wait on him. Just wait on him. Some of you, as you're meeting with God, you're going to start to feel worship start to bubble up of your heart. You're going to feel like you just want to start singing. I just want to release you. Feel free. Feel free. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. More of you, God. More of you, God. Holy Spirit loves to show us Jesus. Holy Spirit loves to show us Jesus. More, Father. Increase your presence. Yes. Show us Jesus, Holy Spirit. Help us to fall more in love with Jesus. Yeah, we just release people's voices. Some of you have felt um, squashed in your voice. You've just felt like you have to keep things quiet and under wraps and hidden. It's like it's, it's like it's a weird thing in church. Like we're happy with people crying, but when it comes to laughing, we think there's something wrong with that. And sometimes we keep that boxed in because we think it's inappropriate to be happy. Inappropriate to be happy in church and loud. And... Uh, Actually, you know, and, and there's a good heart in that. We want to be sensitive to the people around us. But actually what happens is we miss out on what the Father wants to do sometimes. So if you can relate, if you can relate to feeling like I often hold back, partly because I want to be sensitive to the people around me, but, but also maybe there's a bit of fear, I want you just to raise your hands if that's you, if you, if you know that you hold back. Just raise your hands above your head. Lift them high so I can see you. Whoa! Well done, guys. I want to encourage you just to take a moment to repent and say, Papa, I'm sorry where I hold back. I'm sorry where I hold my passion in. I'm sorry where I keep things um, neat and tidy. You know, the Father is not afraid of mess. He's not afraid of mess. He wants your heart. He doesn't want your performance. He doesn't want your polished presentation. He wants your heart. Whoa. So Father, right now I just want to set free my brothers and sisters to be fully themselves. To be fully yourself. To not try and be who you think everyone else wants you to be. To be courageous. To not hold back. To open your heart. To open your mouth. To let what's in you out. To express the passion that's in you. We need it. We need you as the church to be fully you. And we will explain stuff that happens that doesn't make any sense to people who don't know Jesus. We'll explain it, but you need to be free. Whoa. Come, Holy Spirit. I just release freedom all around this room right now. Whoa. Freedom right now. Release voices, Father. We release people's voices to express passion, to express joy, 
for some of you, uh, where, you're, where you're from a different culture, I want to just say to you, we need you in the church to teach us how to celebrate, how to express, how to not hold back. And I just want to encourage you, please bring your full self to this church family. Please. We need to learn from you. We need to learn about prayer, passionate prayer. We need to learn about dancing in worship. We need to learn about freedom when it comes to emotion. We need to learn from you how to be free. So I just want to repent on behalf of, of white people for restraining you and limiting you. And I want to release you to pray and to let fire be released through your life. More. Whoa. More, God. Come and bring freedom. Bring freedom. More, God. More, Jesus. You know, when, when God comes and meets with us, often we don't have words for it. Sometimes we just express stuff through noise. And it's okay. There's nothing to be afraid of. If you're not feeling anything right now, nor am I. So really don't worry. If you're not feeling anything, God is still here. He's still moving. The danger is you start to think, well, God's not blessing me. He's not meeting with me. That's just not true. Sometimes it's just super still and super quiet. Yeah, thank you for what you're doing, God. God, would you release the intercessors in this room? Whoa. Release the intercessors in this room. If you feel called to intercession, just lift your hands. Yeah, I just pray right now. I thank you for these men and women who feel called to pray, who feel called to partition you in the secret place, who feel called to call out like Moses for your glory on behalf of the church. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. I just want to pray, Father, for your blessing on intercession. What a gift it is. It's often so unseen. It's often so hidden. But God sees everything. God sees everything. God sees it all. God sees it all. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing, God. We just speak blessing over intercessors. God, release them to pray. Release them to fill your heart. Release them to fill your heart and to pray. Some of you who feel called to be intercessors just need to start praying now. Just start praying. Pray in tongues, pray in your own language. God is just birthing something new in your heart for Him, for Him, for His church, for the kingdom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing, God. We honor your presence here, God. We honor your presence here, God. Yeah, we just release freedom in this place. Freedom in this place. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Papa. More of your presence. So now, just doing a bit of coaching with you guys. When, when we wait on God, often his presence comes in waves. And I don't really know why. What's happened is we've just had this like big wave... And now it's gone still again, but it's a beautifully intimate sense of God, isn't there? You can feel his presence here. So we just keep waiting on him. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your presence. We honour you, God. We thank you, Father. I felt God speak to me in the worship about someone... Uh, I think this I think this was when you were an, uh, a child or an adult that there was a period of time where you had to be fed through a feeding tube and there's something that's there's an issue around your stomach something to do with your stomach where are you just quickly wave at me I think particularly what God showed me you had to be fed through a feeding tube just quickly wave at me if that's you I think Jesus wants to heal you where are you Anybody? I'm really happy to be wrong. Really fine to be wrong, but I'm, it's quite unusual these days. So, Is there anyone here you had to be fed through a feeding tube at some point? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. We've got a few more minutes. Just keep, keep enjoying God's presence. Thank you, Father. If, if, you're, if, you, um, if you're a woman here and you've got fibroids... Uh, in your uterus area. Just quickly raise a hand. Okay, I just want you to, right now, just put one hand on your tummy. Whoa! Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I take authority right now over those fibroids in Jesus' name. And I command them to go right now in the name of Jesus. Right now. Just receive from him. I just speak a blessing over your abdomen, your ovaries, your uterus, in the name of Jesus right now. Right now. Swelling, discomfort, go in Jesus' name. More, God. More, just receive. Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you for your presence. I feel like the Father also just wants to touch 
people in the room who you would say that you've been suffering with depression. If that's you, just want to ask you just to be really brave and just put your hand on your head for me. I just feel like the Father wants to just bring some change to you. Thank you. I just want to say there's absolutely no shame when it comes to depression. This is a, a chemical thing, right? So, Papa, I just want to thank you that you see and you know and that you're near. And I want to pray right now for everybody with a hand on their head, Father, that you would come with your spirit and you would do something that only you can do. I tell you, over any scheme of the enemy to bring uh, confusion, clouded thinking, heaviness. And I command that to lift off my brothers and sisters right now in Jesus' name. I speak freedom over you in the name of Jesus. I bless your mind. I bless your brain. I bless the chemicals in your body depression break off of these precious ones now in Jesus name I bless your sleep I bless your sleep in Jesus name come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit thank you Father thank you Father thank you Papa we love your presence, God. Yeah, Father, we just honour your presence. And we thank you so much for what you're doing, what you've done, the stuff, the stuff that many of us won't be aware of because it takes a while for our brains to catch up with what you do sometimes, Holy Spirit. But we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you've deposited something very precious in this church family and in Hatfield. Thank you that you've deposited something precious. And I pray that this would be a marking moment, Father, and that your manifest presence would be very pleased to stay here and to show up here. I just pray for us to leave this place, God, that we would be carriers of your presence in our own times with you that we would prioritise asking you to fill us we love you Jesus we love your presence because we love you and so Father would you come and just bless just seal what you've done this morning seal it Jesus pray for the kids in this church family they would be carriers of your presence do something amazing in the kids' work, God. <laughs> wow. Thank you for your presence, God. We love you. Thank you, my
this is this right here guys is the dream when you d don't know how to end a meeting this is the dream this is what you're looking for that it feels awkward to finish because God is here <laughs> it's a brilliant problem to have we thank you God that as we end meetings you don't go anywhere and uh yeah, we just thank you. We just thank you for your presence with us. Thank you, Father. The Lord still has things to do. The Spirit is still walking up and down the aisles where we're sitting. The Holy Spirit is still just laying hands on, on shoulders, on backs, on heads. And we don't want to go, Lord. We don't want to go. To be in your presence, Lord. To be in your presence. Everything else becomes secondary. Lunch. Homes. Nothing. Nothing compares. To being with you, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for the way that you are. You are just knitting our lives back together. As they always should have been. I feel that the Lord has, has spoken to, to many people and there are things actually that you need to, to go back and sort out. I think the Holy Spirit is just working in our lives and there are things you need to go and you need to apologize to somebody or you need to go and do something or you need to say something but God is after us. And he is more keen to be involved in our lives than we are in him. It's just this beautiful moment of we realize how much God wants to work in our lives and we open up and God does something. And so we, we are going to, uh, Zoe and the band are going to lead us to sing something. Not that we might come down slowly from being in the presence of God, but that we might be commissioned to walk out of the door stronger in the spirit, more sensitive to him, more in love with him than we were when we came in at half past ten this morning. God, that's our desire, to walk with you day by day by day. Jesus. If the Lord has said to do something, just really encourage, just be obedient. <laughs> just go on, just home, crack on and do it. <laughs> Whatever he's told you to do or to say, just deal with it. Father, thank you.